feel like we're the coffee club. I know. <laughs> Welcome to Friday Morning Coffee Club yeah. with King Law. <laughs> <laughs> we're all excited. Um, it's Friday. It's beautiful outside. Anna's going to Italy, going so we're all Italy. jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty pumped. And this is how I'm spending my morning. With me. <laughs> Podcasting. <laughs> um, so I know that you love Italy, but I know that you love dogs even more. What a transition. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's about Anna today. What are your favorite things? <laughs> dogs. <laughs> I mean, you can see the picture behind me is my, my family's dog, Simba. She's like the love of my life. Yeah. You just have a special connection with dogs. And yeah. anytime for anyone who doesn't know or hasn't been in the office, anytime a client brings in their dog or there's a dog present, Anna's reaction is over the top <laughs> but she's obsessed with them it's it's so adorable if i can get through this podcast without doing my dog voice i'll be very happy <laughs> you should i think we want to know what it sounds no. like <laughs> bring in the dogs <laughs> oh gosh um so yes so you love dogs what's your favorite breed oh. Do you have a favorite well, my favorite dog is my family's dog, Simba. She is a rescue. She's a mix of a Dachshund, Jack Russell, and a Chihuahua, we think. She's got a little snaggle tooth sticking out of her face, and her left paw is inverted. She's perfectly imperfect, and I adore her. She loves love. That's what I love about dogs. Is they have endless love, right? Yes. And, but my favorite breed, I would have to say... Golden Retrievers. Of course. Of, of course. course. They are so smiley and I don't care about the hair. I shed just as much and it's tolerable. But they're yeah. just so playful and they're like humans and they bring you toys all the time. Right. And they're always so happy to see you. They wiggle their butts. Yes. Mm. I know. I know. I grew up with an Akita. Um, it was like this so, small husky looking. Yeah. Well, they're not that small. They're uh, the they they're like ninety pounds. So oh, yeah, wow. they're basically a husky, but they have a curly tail at the end. They're Japanese breed, and they're actually bred for guard dogs and protection. And they're really loyal, but their temperament can be iffy if they're not trained correctly right. from the beginning. Um, so there's been a couple mishaps where I've been nipped here and there yeah. by my own dog, um, just because we got her when she was one. So. Right. Well, that's yeah. what we see with a lot of our cases. A lot of times it's nature versus nurture, right? Right. Because not every dog is going to be exactly what you just described. Right. Right. So. And, you know, like I love pit bulls as well. They've got a really negative reputation. I love German shepherds. They have a negative reputation. But it's all about how you bring them up, bring them up when you get them and how you train them and how they respond to you. In, res um, in response to that. So. Right. So it's interesting transitioning into, you know, what we do here. We do personal injury and we have quite a bit of dog bite cases. We have a lot of dog bite cases. Yes. So what, what makes a dog bite case? Well, um, a dog bite. Yes, we'll start there. <laughs> we'll start there. <laughs> um, but it basically, in order just to get to the, I guess, legal background, in order to have a good dog bite case, we look for um, 
whether or not the dog that bit you has what's called vicious propensities and whether or not the owner knew about them. That's really kind of the main threshold that we look for. You don't have to have a prior bite in order to have a dog bite case, um, but we look towards certain behaviors that dogs exhibit in order to prove that they do exhibit vicious propensities. So, and what does that look like if it's not a prior bite? Is that like an is that a neighbor stating, "Oh yeah, I've seen him charge at other dogs." Oh yeah, absolutely, charging like? at other dogs, charging at other people. Um, if they're typically uh, kept on a chain, so their manner of confinement. Um, if they get overly excited, and sometimes some puppies do get overly excited, and that leads them to um, potentially biting other babies, for instance. Um, I know my boyfriend's nephew, we had him over, and our dog Jackson, he doesn't like small things. So he's a little iffy about the baby. And, you know, we just know to make sure that we're careful just because, you know, if he's having a bone or playing with his toy, you know, we just want to make sure that, you know, nothing happens just because he has growl. Right. So growling is another indication as well. There's, there's a whole set of factors that we look for. Um, but any sort of behavior that kind of makes you question whether or not this dog would be safe around someone can really serve as the basis as to whether we think a, a good case would be. Right. What about the, I mean, would an owner, like you said, it's the owner's responsibility to know the behaviors of the dog right. and what its limits are. Right. So is there a negligence aspect to it when it comes to the owner? If they, so if they know ahead of time and they not done what they need to. Absolutely. So a lot of times if there is, for instance, a prior bite, they'll report it to the Department of Health um, and they will mandate that they either be on a leash or training. Um, certain breeds of dogs, they should be trained properly. That's just the... Like an Akita. Like an Akita. Growing right. up with one knowing that it has a, tepper, a temperament and right. these different behaviors that they right. should be... Controlled. Right. Now, golden retrievers, are you typically going to see that type of dog charging at people? No, they're going to trot your way with a big smile on your face and lick you, right? It's so it's there is a there is a difference between the two and, and pit bulls as well. I have so many friends with pitties who are just the kindest, kindest special dogs and they just love jumping up on you. Um, and if they're not bred in the right environment or trained in the right environment, that's really where you can have trouble. Um, but it's it's really making sure that you take the proper precautions and measures to make sure that they're trained, they're leashed, and you if you're going to own a dog, you have responsibilities. So um, I mean, it, it just doesn't it comes, matter the breed either. No, like, it comes to the territory. My friend Jenny just had her golden, golden doodle puppy sent to have her or him trained for right. a couple of weeks because right. she wants the right. dog to be able to listen. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, and she's taking responsibility as an owner to go and do that. Right. Um, it's like a child. It really is. Right. It is. Um, so I do have a question because I was always under the impression just from my own 
um, experiences talking to different people before working here that homeowners insurances don't cover certain dog breeds. Is that true? Um, it depends. Okay. Um, growing up with the Nikita, I always thought that, um, there were some insurance policies that would not cover a Nikita or a German Shepherd or a Pitbull because of their, you know, history. Right. Um, most insurance policies do. Um, I haven't come across one personally yet, but I know it does exist. Um, but underneath New York State case law, at least, it isn't enough to say that a breed, a certain breed of a dog has vicious propensities just because of the breed in and of itself. So to single-handedly point out to that breed, um, it it doesn't really make sense. And uh, the courts have also indicated the same. So like the old saying goes, it really just depends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in your experience, what is something someone should do if they do get a dog bite? If they have a dog bite, I mean, most people are in shock and aren't right. thinking like, oh, should I take a picture? Should right. I go to the doctor? Like, what is your right. takeaway? I, I think regardless, um, it's imperative that you bring them to the emergency department or urgent care because depending on your familiarity with that dog, you don't know if that dog is vaccinated, if it's up to date on the vaccines. And that's where uh, the rabies shot. So you really don't know how that can have an impact on you. And it, you want to make sure that you don't get an infection. We had a case with this little, little boy. He was tiny. And um, just because of the nature of the bites, looking at it might be seemingly small, but because he is so little, uh, it got infected. So you want to make sure that you are preventing infection, even if there's no indication that there is some. Um, and after you get the required medical treatment, you definitely have to file a complaint with your county department of health that is absolutely imperative because if it's your neighbor's dog or some other dog on the street, you don't want this to happen to somebody else. Whether it was right. an accident or not, that's how you put people on notice that this happened and shouldn't happen in the future. Yes. Um, talking about some of the injuries associated with dog bites? What have you come across? I mean, how extreme and how little have you seen? Um, Anywhere from lacerations to several days in the hospital due to sepsis, which is an infection, or even a partial finger amputation. We've seen everything. And like it Nerve all damage too, even, which is something I wouldn't have even thought about right. necessarily Absolutely. I mean, you think about it. If you get teeth stuck in you and by an aggressive dog, there's no telling what could happen. And depending on the location of that as well is also significantly important. On your face, you can have significant scarring uh, resulting in surgeries. We've seen any number of cases. Um, and within the same realm, which a lot of people don't understand either, is say you have a dog and it has a propensity to chase people. We have a case where that same exact situation happened and you can potentially hold the homeowner liable if they are aware that they the dog chases people. 
And that's exactly what the dog did. In this case, chased our client. She ended up falling. Um, I believe she fractured her arm and she had about three surgeries oh, and she was taken out of work. You know, there's a lot of consequences to that. So, right. What do I follow up with? <laughs> I don't know. You were on a good roll. I know. Though. I was on a good roll. Um, mm, 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 mm. So the biggest takeaway is we can still love our animals and our dogs and it, they, we just have to be responsible as owners and know yeah. the limitations of the animal that, that we have. Because you don't want, you want to make sure that it's for the dog's best interest too. They don't know, they don't know what they don't know. And right. if they're not trained properly, um, you're really putting them at a disadvantage in society. And it's incumbent on all homeowners, all dog owners to do that. You know, they, they have lives too. And we want to make sure that they're not put down just because their owner didn't train them properly. Right. Cats would never do this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have a cat, so that's why I, I say that. Hate, and she does do that. <laughs> I hate cats. Yeah, she. she if if there was a nasty. thing of, <laughs> but she's sweet. Cat she's bites. Dog like. <laughs> that's what every cat owner says. Every <laughs> cat owner says their cat is like a dog. Let's be real. Does she's, that does that work? With, she's nothing like that beautiful specimen behind me. Aw, yes. She's so, Simba's so cute. She literally loves love so much. She'll jump up on you, put her paws at your chest, and then she'll lean her head into yours, <laughs> right into your lips so that you kiss her forehead. It that is, is so cute. Just, she's just so sweet. And she's got cute little elbow swirls. Yeah. Um, going back real quick to the talk, <laughs> raining it back in. <laughs> we lost Anna. <laughs> um, no. It, so dog bites, but that's any animal bite, right? I mean, that goes for, I mean, I joke about the cats, but even Domestic cats, animals, the, yeah, yeah, any type of animal that you have in your home. I had a, go for it. I had a Same case thing. pertaining to a cow. Really? Wait, please tell me about this. The, I love cows. Cows to me are like little puppies and I think they're adorable. They are so. adorable. Um, We're animal lovers here. If you couldn't tell Yes. Um, this fence kept falling on a farm and the homeowners knew about it essentially. And one day the cow escaped and this, the cows had a past history of escaping as well because of the fence. One day the cow escaped and, uh, caused a motor vehicle accident. Oh my God. So that's another one situation in which the homeowners had notice of certain condition or certain behavior these cows escaping cows are huge if you're driving down a road in the middle of a night it's kind of hard to see a black cow right at least until it's um too late too late yeah but so is that a is that technically that's technically a car accident then right eh, or no negligence negligence okay interesting yeah it it's there's a lot of situations that can come up with the realm of animals interesting that's cool and horses horses have happened yeah i know there's one case uh, i was reading about for last motion i was writing and um this one horse had a history of 
acting crazy and trampling um, when he was getting transported from one area to another, something along those lines. And sure enough, this person wasn't careful during that specific time frame. And he was trampled on. Oh, no. So, yeah. It can arise in any number of situations. It's just important to be careful and be aware of your surroundings. And, you know, the owners of the animals knowing 